Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today. And we're just so joyful and happy to be before you, Lord God, um, to just serve you and worship you and just give you all the glory, honor, and adoration. God, we just want to pray in this time that you be with us and you be with me in sharing your message, that your people will hear and your people will come to an understanding of it, Lord God. Father God, I don't have the words. Please help me and use me as your vessel to teach your children that they may understand and come to a knowledge and a better um, understanding of worship and more appreciation for it, Lord God, and ultimately more appreciation for you. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we do pray. Amen. The song that the song that we had that we sung that that was played earlier today was called um, um, "Worthy of It All," and there's a part of that that's kind of just been ringing in my ear this past few months, actually, and I think that really kind of sums up what it is that we want to talk about today. And the part that just keeps coming up is just like it goes like, "You're worthy of it all." You're worthy of it all. Far from you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve the glory. And that really just sums up everything, right, guys, for life. This whole month, we have been in a topic and discussion over the the tools that help us to grow in a closer relationship with God that ultimately help us to serve God better. We started out the month with with prayer, coming to an understanding of prayer, and then we moved into Bible reading and today we are continuing with worship and exactly what is worship and why do we worship? What is this thing like what is this 20 minutes that oftentimes we put to the side or we don't pay much attention to, right? And I want you guys to understand um, that worship is essential to our being. Worship is essential to our nature. And today I hope that by the end of this discussion, by the end of this message, um, you will come to a greater understanding for it and an appreciation that you will never see worship the same way that you do right now, if you don't have the clear understanding for it. So let me throw it out there first before I kind of go into um, everything. But today we're going to be discussing the who, what, where, why, when of worship. And I always like to put it in that, in that type of way because it's essential to know all the different aspects of it, right? And kind of evaluate yourself and evaluate your life to see where do I stand and what do I truly understand about worship? Amen. So I'll throw it out to you guys. Maybe you want to put it in the chat if, if you want. What is worship? If someone were to ask you this thing that you've been doing for your whole life, right? What is worship if someone were to ask you that question? So if you don't mind being a brave soldier and putting it in the chat or just shouting it out, um, what is worship? I think worship is giving God glory for who he is. And I think you do that by, like, 
singing, dancing, living your life in a way that honors him. Yeah. Amen. That is perfect. Right, so worship is singing, giving, living your life in a way that glorifies God. Right, that 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 is wonderful. Would anybody like to add to that? Um, I think it's like showing just like a deep reverence to God, and just um, you know, we we can't really do anything, you know, to kind of like give God, you know, that equals to what he's done for us, but the least we can do is to just give him worship, which is like, you know, our gratitude, our thanksgiving, our praise, um, and love towards him. Amen. Amen. That is perfect. Thank you. So you guys are exactly right, right? And I think where where I want to anchor, um, I'm saying I I think where I want to anchor today's discussion and today's message is really around the why. But before we get to the why, you know, we need to break down the what, the who, the where, all that, all those pieces, right? Whenever we think of the word, I always want to come from it from a. I I come at it from an analytical perspective, right? And just wanting, to, I always ask, why am I doing what I'm doing? Because when I understand the why, it helps me do better at actually doing the what. Right, but we'll get to the why. We'll spend a good amount of time there. But um, in layman's terms, what you guys have said is all correct, right? Glorifying God, um, living your life out for Him. Um, the definition that we have here, as uh, Wayne Grudem would say, is that worship is the direct expression of our ultimate purpose for living. Right, the direct expression of our ultimate purpose for living, which is to glorify God and fully enjoy him forever. So worship is both glorifying God and also enjoying him too. And we'll get to that enjoying part when we get to the why and as to why that part is so important, why I think that's a part where maybe lacking sometimes within our midst and with other people, right? The worship is we give God glory and we fully enjoy him forever. But then... And to to be a more in a broader sense, right? To come from more of a broader sense, worship is when we said pretty much how you live out your life, right? If you guys have in your minds that worship is just this activity that I do, that really changes the way that you look at life. And that really shapes the way that you look at life, that, oh, I go to God when I want to worship for X amount of time. However, I want to tell you guys and, and have you guys come to the realization today that worship is not, is not just what you do, but worship is who you are. Beloved, you are a worshiper. You are made to worship. When we look at our, the, the, the way that God has created us, right? We're made to worship. When we go back to Exodus, and, you, and I won't read the verse here today for sake of time, but within Exodus chapter 7, verse 16, God pretty much tells Moses to go and tell Pharaoh, let my people go to the wilderness that they may worship me. Right? That was the first thing that, that God tells the people to be able to go to worship him. So our, our, our purpose and our, and our reason for being, our reason for living in this world is to give glory to God. Stop me at all if you guys have any questions as I'm going through. I think I sometimes get overly excited about these things. Um, and I've just really wanted to be able to share this message and this topic with you guys for quite some time. But 
that type of worship we see within Romans chapter 12, verse 1. So if you guys would journey with me to Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Would anyone like to read that chapter for that verse for us? Just the verse one. Romans comes right after the book of Acts, which comes after John. Would anybody if anybody's there say hey? Or give me a thumbs up. I'll read it. Awesome. Just the just the verse one, okay? Romans chapter okay. twelve. Romans chapter 12 verse 1 therefore I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as the living sacrifice holy and pleasing to God this is your true and proper Amen. thank you and some some other versions will say you know my version here will say that um, offer your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship, right? So offering your body as a living sacrifice pretty much means that every, your day in, your day out, you are sold out for God, right? You are sold out for Jesus. Every single aspect of you, everything that you do is worship when you think about it because you are in a position where we are to be living out our days for the Lord. So, Romans is telling us to give our whole body and our whole life to God, not just the 30 minutes that we spend in time of worship, not just the, you know, the hour or the few minutes that we spend within our quiet time, but how do you treat other people when you are outside of church? How do you treat your friends? How do you treat your family? Beloved, all of this is a part of worship because we are to be Christ bearers in the image of Christ, right? To other people, that other folks who are in the dark might come to see the light. But how can we do that if our mindset is that worship is just a 20-minute activity, right? So I want you to know, and we, and we lay that part, that foundation down, that we are, are called to worship. And one of the prerequisites that you see here is to pretty much present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, right? Holy and acceptable to God. So what does that mean? That we must live a life that we strive for holiness. And we sin, we go to God and we ask for forgiveness. And we not dwell within our repetitive sins, right? But if we fall, keep remembering and knowing that God is there to help us. And with that, we will be able to present pleasing and acceptable worship to God. Our worship to God is not pleasing. Our 20 minutes that we spend with God is not pleasing when the other 24 hours of the day were spent living a sinful life. God knows what we do, right, when we're not with him. And I just want to have us keep and have a mindset that we are worshipers, that we were made to worship, um, and, that there, and that you can think of worship in a broader sense of being able to just live a holy and acceptable life, so really keeping that in mind. But for today, where we're really focusing on is the 20 minute part, right? Let me not, sorry, let me not use the word 20 minutes because there really shouldn't even be any time placed on worship. And, um, but, but I'm focused more so on the part where we join together as brothers and sisters as we have right now in the first part of this um, gathering, the first part of this fellowship to really give God praise, to really spend time and commune with God, right? So 
Yes, there are many different types of worship, but that the part that we're focusing on right now is just that corporate aspect when we get together, and also that private time where it's just you and God in your room, and you are speaking. So, that worship is for us to glorify God and to fully enjoy Him forever. So that's point number one. So that is the what of worship. Now, the who do we worship? Uh, you guys might be thinking, why, why is he even asking this question? Right? Obviously, we already know who the who is, the who is God. But I have to bring this question up because of the nature of our being. We as human beings, which I've already explained, are worshipers. We have one default and one default only. We will always worship something. If I say we were made to worship, that means we will also always worship something. And that is either going to be a thing or someone, potentially other than God. Right? So I need to be able to clarify and say that God is the one whom we are worshiping. Because if you are not in the right place with God, know that even though that you may not be sitting there and singing songs and all those things, you are worshiping something else. And because your life is in a position where it is going in a different direction. So I want us to really realize that and think through, like, what are the distractions? What are the things that I spend most of my time in? What are the things that I can't live without, right? If it's not Jesus, you need to ask yourself, am I worshiping this thing? Because our default is to worship. We are, made, we are creations, right? Like, sorry, we, we are the created, right? And God is the creator. We must, uh, the created, which we are, human beings, must only worship the creator, which is God. But we have, we've exchanged the creator, the truth of the creator for, for, for a false gospel at times. And, and because of that, we worship other things and other people. And we worship our friends, we worship our parents, our families, our cars, our jobs, Right? Sometimes when we know that we should spend more time with God, instead we're spending it working and not being present with God. So we really got to ask ourselves, where, what, where and what are we worshiping? If it's not God, then we need to reevaluate and reassess. Amen? So that is the who do we worship. Now, moving on. Let me, please stop me if you guys have any questions and going along or post it in the chat, okay? Now we're moving on to the how do we worship. Now, um, will somebody jump on over to um, John chapter 4, verse 23 to 24? And as I'm kind of prepping this part, I'll have you kind of read that part. But the how do we worship is one of the biggest things for us to discuss. Because I think that God has given us a lot of liberties in worship, but we must know that there are boundaries and that there are rules. Understand? To give you a bit of historical context, the how worship used to happen back in the day, within the the day in the, within the Old Testament that we see more so, is that you would have a priest, right? And that priest would enter a temple, and then within that temple there was even a an, an inner part of that temple that nobody could necessarily go to but only one unless you're the priest on duty okay and then another priest would then once a year go into the holiest of holies which is the holy place where god 
was residing at that time, right? And they would have to be very, very strategic in, 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 in how they did specific things. So it was very task, tasking, and they would have to do it with a lot of precision and all of that stuff, right? But then when we see within the New Testament, doesn't mean that the New Testament gets rid of those things. However, um, we see that there is an attitude and worship is more of what, what is going on within our minds and in our heart posture, right? So how we worship within our minds and our heart posture. So if somebody's on over at John chapter 4, verse 23 to 24, would you mind reading that for us, if anyone? Anybody there? Well, let's go first. Uh, John chapter 4, verse 23 to 24. I'll read it. Okay. Um, John chapter 4, verse 23 to 24. But the time is coming. Indeed, it is here now when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship him that way. For God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship him in truth, in spirit and in truth. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Mabel. Um, this is it. How must we worship God? We must worship God in spirit and in truth. What does it mean to worship God in spirit? Beloved, you are you have a physical body, but you also have a spirit, right? You are a spirit. And God is a spirit, as we see clearly written out here, because it says that God is spirit within the verse 24. God is not a feeling. Let me clear that up. God is not a feeling. I'll say that again. God is not a feeling. God is a spirit. A lot of times we act and we move according to our feelings, and so if we, feel like, don't, if we feel like not worshiping that day, then we don't worship. But remember that God is a spirit, and we too are spirits. So we must worship God with that inner being of us that is at the spirit level, directly to God. We worship God with our minds, in what we say, and what, what comes out of our mouths, in glorifying God and giving God the praise. But we also do, must make sure that that is connected well with our spirit and that our spirit is in a different level and at a different place that it's connecting directly with God. Right? So this is, think about it like, how would I give an example for this? Um, think of the, the, the best way that, that to communicate with somebody else. Right? Um, many forms of communication. There is typing a letter, there is writing an email, there is sending snail mail, all those things. But one of the closest ways for people to connect with one another is what? To actually meet and be together in person, right? Nothing really trumps that. Or when you think of our worship, our worship is similar in a similar manner, right? That we have to be in a position where we are focused and fixed, our minds, our hearts, our souls on Christ. So this is why worship can't just happen any willy-nilly how, where your mind's not even there. And that's why when we started today, I made a request and I asked of each of you to please be here with us. Right? I asked of each of you to please be mindful and to please be present and to have your minds fixed on God. 
Because that is how worship works. And that is the only way worship is acceptable unto God, is we see. Now, those aren't my words, right? Those are what you guys see here, that Jesus himself tells the woman at the well about worship. He said that we will worship in spirit and in truth. And what do we mean when we say truth, right? In truth means the truth about God that is revealed within his word. What we know about God. So when we when we proclaim how good God is, when we when we when we lift him up, right? When we exalt our God, we exalt him with the things that we know to be true within his word. You remember the things he says, meditate on, on his word within your heart and, and, and have it dwell in your heart so that it doesn't depart from you. Right? We worship in spirit and we worship in truth. And guys, this is why one one of the ways to kind of elevate and move into that place of worship is by song and by praise. And these aren't my words. This isn't some sort of um, trick or whatever you may think of it. But this is what the word has told us, right? That when we come into a house, we are to enter with, 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 with song and praises, right? And enter, enter his courthouse with song and praise. That, guys clearly lets us know that, that our minds must be in a particular place for worship. Our hearts and our inner being, everything that we are, must be in a place for worship to be before God. And that is the how of worship. And that how can be expressed in so many ways. It can be in your room, just sitting down, just talking to God. It can be in the corporate worship together, singing songs and praising and being there. What The, 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 the prerequisites and the requirement. The only main requirement of worship is that you are there and you are present and that your heart posture is in a place that is there to just say that, God, you are great. You are greater than I am. And I lay my life down for you to follow you in any way that you may call and ask me to do. When, 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 remember, when we do our prayers, right, we get to the part about, about, about the why, which is the, the yield, that we yield our life to God. That's essentially what worship is. Remembering that God is fully God. And, and that, guys, is how we can enjoy God forever. Because worship is, is, is a communion, right? We, God, when, when we worship, God is pleased with us. When you guys do well in class, or take an example, when you do well in class, or you do a good job, and your parents, or your friends, or your family members, whoever, um, acknowledges that, right? That makes you guys feel pretty good. It makes me feel good. Right. When when people are like, hey, you did you did a good job. Thanks for working on this or thanks for doing that. Or I really appreciate how you how you did this. Right. Each of us, I believe, I would argue, enjoys that. So how much more God, if we have human beings, the creative beings, how much more God, the creator. To be pleased when we lift up our hands with holy hands and say that, God, we thank you for all that you have done, for creating us, for worshiping us, through the good and through the bad, God, we give you the glory. How much more our creator, guys? So keep that in mind whenever we gather and, you, and, you're, and you're in a place where you don't feel like worshiping. When you don't feel like worshiping, I want you to really dig deep and, and remember the promises of God. And remember where it is that God has brought you from and where you are. The reason why at times we don't feel like worshiping is because our problems have become bigger than our God.
But we must be able to get to a place where we then remember the truths about God. When we sit back and we kick back and we, and, we, and we look through His Word and we see the promises that God has for us. Guys, we should be have joy in worship. Worship should never be a chore. Worship should never feel like something we just check the box. But worship should be an invitation to get to know God better. It should never be a check the box activity. If it is, we need, feel, we need to chat. Right? Because I, I want to be able to best explain and have you have that joy. Our greatest moment in this world will only ever come from worship. That is our truest joy. Because someday that is what we desire to do when we are with the Lord. So that is the how we worship. I said that I want to make some time for the why. If you guys have any questions about the how, please feel free to stop, ask me, whichever, right? So worship can be done together, can be done alone. Corporate worship, you try to sing songs together and just lift up God's name. And you're not just it's not just supposed to be something that you say out with a bunch of words, but you actually mean it and you and you and you focus and you meditate on those words and it reminds you of the goodness of God. It reminds of how faulted we are and how great God is. So worship is a is 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 a response to God's grace and his mercy toward us. And when we realize how much we were messed up, we can't help but worship God and thank him and just thank him for picking us and choosing us. He didn't have to, but he predestined us for according to his his gracious mercy. So, the where do we worship? I'll be quick on about this one because I want to spend time on the why. The where do we worship? Um, you can worship either alone uh, or you can worship with church. One thing about worship is that you don't want to... The point of worship is, is, not, is so that, it's not so that the focus is on you. The focus should never be on you. If you want to go somewhere and lift up your hands, just to have people watch you and say that, oh, because this, look at that person. That person is really, you know, on fire for God and all that. No, that's not the point of worship. Because nobody's honor should be taken away from them. When you do something good, you want people to give you the praise. Worship is a time for God to receive his praise. So why should we ever act? We should never put ourselves in a position where somebody will look at us and then give us the praise instead of God. There's a part within Revelation where John is walking around. And if you guys remember the story, he sees an angel and and he gets on his knees and he's about to... Like worship the angel and the angel says, no, 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 nope, not me. Don't worship me, worship God. So even the angels know that God is the one who deserves the worship and God covets his worship and God is jealous for his worship. He is a jealous God. So we should never put ourselves in a position where somebody sees us and they're focused on us instead of focusing on God's alone. So, Lastly, I said I'd spend some time on the why we worship. So why do we worship? <sighs> Would anybody like to take a stab at the why we worship? While I move on over to... Oh, sorry, go ahead, Mabel. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I was listening to this song. It's like one of my favorite songs lately. 
And in the beginning, the song is called Glorify. In the beginning, he says, you gave us a heavenly breath and now it's air in our chest and now we're singing it back to you. So that kind of ties in with why we worship, at least for me, because like he like, you know, like we're alive because of him and the um, our sole purpose is to worship him and glorify him. So that's why we just like sing or praise him and worship him and I like, just give him back all the praise and all the honor. Amen. Thank you so much. That That is a wonderful um note there i really appreciate that and that definitely i'll just add on to it then right with what is noted here because you, you said it so perfectly um we worship to join in and it is our spiritual duty we worship worship is our spiritual duty right that, that is why we were made if you guys would jump on over with me to revelation chapter four and from the verse one to 11 and i'll actually read this one for the sake of time but if any, if everybody if wherever you are if you're able to close your eyes it's i feel like this this verse in this chapter is always best to have your eyes closed and kind of picture and imagine um what you're seeing picture and imagine what you're hearing from this chapter okay as creative and imaginative as you can be all right so this chapter is called the throne in heaven and just to give you a little bit of background, Revelation was written by John, and it's a one revelation uh, that John was taken up from the island of Patmos to pretty much see what would happen within the end times. Um, the discussion is not the end times for today, but we see a very critical part of worship and what goes on in the heavenlies when we read the chapter four. So chapter four says the throne in heaven. Okay, so everybody's eyes should be closed, and I'm going to read. The word of the Lord reads in Revelation chapter four. After this I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven, and the first voice which I heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne stood in heaven, with one seated on the throne, and he who sat there had the appearance of Jasper and Carnelian, and around the throne was a rainbow that had the appearance of an emerald. Around the throne were 24 thrones, and seated on the thrones were 24 elders, clothed in white garments, with golden crowns on their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning and rumblings and peals of thunder, and before the throne were burning seven torches of fire, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne, there was, as it were, a sea of glass like crystal. And around the throne, on each side of the throne, are four living creatures, full of eyes in front and behind. The first living creature, like a lion, the second living creature, like an ox, the third living creature with the face of a man, and the fourth living creature like an eagle in flight. And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings, are full of eyes all around and within. And day and night, they never cease to say, Holy, holy, 
holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Verse 9. And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who is and thanks to him who is seated on the throne, who lives forever and ever, the twenty-four elders fall down before him who is seated on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. Amen. So, I hope you guys were able to kind of picture that. We see this, this chapter here is pretty much John explaining the throne room of heaven, where 24 elders gathered around, and each of these elders have crowns on their heads that has been given to them by God. And they cast their crowns down onto God and they worship Him. And when you see other chapters, I think if you sp- take some time when you have some time to read chapter 5, chapter 5 will talk about how there are myriads and myriads, thousands and thousands of angels worshiping God at this very moment. Why we worship is to join in into this very practice. So when you think about worship every single time that you pray, think about it as if you were joining back into this this moment. You're joining back into this spiritual duty, as I've said, to join back, back in with the angels who are singing, to join back in with the saints who have already left this earth, who are now with God, who are singing and praising God. And when you realize that worship, you're not just there doing by yourself. I hope it gives you some more understanding and I hope it gives you some more meaning as to why we do what we do with worship and why we worship. God deserves his glory and he deserves his honor and nobody will ever take that away from him. Nobody can. The devil will try. And the devil knows he can't do it. And the devil, knowing that he can't, just wants to try to use other people to stop other people from worshiping as well. So because of that, he'll make you feel as if you're not there. He'll make you feel as if you're not interested. He'll make you forget what's really going on in the spiritual realm of things. There are many thousands and thousands and thousands of unseen beings that God has created who worship him. But even all those beings, God loves us and has put us above those beings in some day. He said, for now, he has made us a little bit lesser than the angels, but someday we will judge angels. And I'll get into what that means in some other time. But just, that should just give you a hint about just how much God loves us. So if we who God loves us so much, he created us. He is so deserving of our worship. So the next time when we ask and we, and, we, and, we, and we lay it out here on this platform, that we ask and desire for people to join in on our worship team, that we ask for people to join in on our praise team, I hope that every hand will be up, that every hand will be up, that we don't think, oh, we can't sing or we, we can't give God glory or we're deficient in some way. Who told you you're deficient? 
You were made for the glory of God, and God created you to worship Him. So keep in mind, and when you do this, the guys, this this is so serious, right? We join in with angels and other heavenly beings to worship, to give God praise. These same heavenly beings, whom we will be greater than when we get into heaven. I hope, I know we're, we're low on time here, we're over time, but I, I hope this is helpful. And I hope this puts more, and I hope this puts worship in a new perspective for you. That, that, that you grasp the severity and the joy and the beauty of it. Just from what we read here in the chapter four. That worship is what we were made for. Worship is not what you do always, but worship is who you are. So live your life in a way that is holy and acceptable to God. You might think you're deficient. You're not deficient. None of us, you might think you're, you're not worthy. Well, let me tell you this. None of us are worthy of wor- None of us are worthy of God. But God, knowing this, sent his son to come and teach us not only how to live, but to die on the cross so that you and I might be made right with we might be made right with God the Father. And when we confess our sins unto him, that we have eternal life, and eternal life starts right now. And one of the ways that we participate in eternity right now, guys, is through our worship to God. So I hope this inspires some of you. I hope this motivates some of you that as we go forward throughout this year, that you be emboldened, that a fire be lit within you to give God praise, to worship God with your inner being and everything that is with you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for just allowing us to be together to pray and just Spend time talking about worship. God, worship is what you've created us to do. And we take it so seriously, God. If anybody did it at first, God, I pray that they hear these words from you. And that they spend time, intentional time with you, Lord God. Father, you are holy and we are not. Anybody, God, that feels like they can't come to you because of something that they've done. God, please remind them that they are a new creation, that the old is gone, and that you washed their sins away, you washed them white as snow, and that you are calling them back into the fold. God, anybody, by the sound of my voice, that is here, Lord God, let them hear. Let them hear that you are good. Let them hear that you are worthy of worship. God, remind us. When we are distracted by so many things, by the shows, by the TVs, by the social media, God, when we are distracted by so many things, please remind us to come back to you, to come back to duty, to come back to fulfill our spiritual duty, Lord God, to join back in with the angels and the saints and the heavenly beings to sing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. God, we thank you and we love you. In Jesus' mighty name we do pray. Amen.